This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. If you're feeling stuck in your jazz playing today, it's likely because of one of the reasons I'm about to share with you. So I'm going to be your jazz doctor today, diagnose your issue, and tell you how to fix it. Coming up. What's up? Brent here from Learn Jazz Standards. We want musicians just like you learn how to play jazz all while shortening the learning curve. No matter what instrument you play, welcome to another quick win episode of the podcast where we do all kinds of jazz standards tutorials, jazz improv, jazz theory, as well as tips and advice like in today's episode. So make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss out on anything going on here. Reason number one is you're trying to copy and paste licks into your solos. You're going out and you're learning jazz licks from the records, which is an excellent idea but then you get frustrated when you go out to play because those licks aren't naturally coming out in your playing. You're trying to force them at the beginning of your solo. You're trying to force them in the middle of your solo. They don't really sound natural or organic. And sometimes you just mess them up because you're thinking too much about actually playing it. So what I want you to do instead is yes, of course, learn the licks, but then go and compose as many different ideas of your own based on that lick as possible. And then practice improvising just over those two or three chords that that lick is based over top of trying to implement those ideas by practicing the reacting process of improvisation, playing the stuff that you create is much more likely to come out in your playing than what comes from somebody else. Reason number two is you're not learning enough jazz standards. So jazz standards really to me are the secret to learning how to play jazz. The more jazz standards you learn, the more familiar you get with the common chord progressions that come up time and time again in jazz standards. Of course, you learn more contexts that come up within jazz standards and therefore you're just going to be more used to playing them. So learn more jazz standards regularly. For example, in my inner circle membership, we learn one jazz standard a month because it really helps you learn one jazz standard really well, but continually learn more because there's so many more lessons to learn. Reason number three is you're not learning jazz standards very well. You may be just going to a piece of sheet music, going to open the real book, you're reading through the melody, you're reading through the chord changes. It's likely that you're kind of stuck there because you have to bring it along with you to a jam session just to remember what you're playing. You're not memorizing it very well because of this. And so therefore you're really getting stuck in this same vicious cycle. So instead what I want you to do is I want you to at the very minimum learn the melodies of jazz standards by ear and memorize them. That's the main minimum I would always say for learning things by ear is at least do the melody. You'll learn it so much better. You'll know it so much deeper. You'll be improving your ears. And then as far as the chord changes goes, just make sure that you're memorizing them. So even if you're learning them from a chord chart, make sure you're memorizing them, but also make sure to challenge yourself and see if you can start recognizing patterns like two five ones and one six two fives that you're learning in jazz standards. Like I said, the more jazz standards you learn, the more used to hearing these sounds you're going to be. So try to figure out before you even look at a chart what they are. And then slowly but surely, you'll get better and better at doing this. And by the way, if you need help learning jazz standards by ear, I have a very simple five-step process in my free guide, Learn Jazz Standards the Smart Way. So make sure you sign up for that at learnjazzstandardsthesmartway.com or I'll leave a link in the show notes in the description down 
down below as well. Reason number four is you're stuck playing scales over chord changes. Now, there's nothing wrong with learning scales for jazz improvisation. However, if you're just only using scales to try to improvise, you're missing out on the fact that jazz is actually a language and that there is terminologies and vocabularies and certain ways of saying things that scales by themselves can't really help us with. So we do need to be listening to lots of jazz. We do need to be learning licks and solos from great jazz musicians to kind of complete the picture. Scales and technique is only one part of it. So don't get stuck just playing scales and also be careful not to get stuck in playing scales linearly. Like learn scales, but then try to figure out how to make actual melodies out of them. Otherwise, it's just gonna sound like you're playing scales over top of chord changes. Reason number five I just alluded to, and that is you're not learning solos from great jazz musicians. The jazz solos are really where the money is at, right? I mean, if you want to learn how to speak a different language, you're going to have to just go and ask someone a question like, how do I say this? Because I'm trying to ask for some food or how do I say I want to go to this place, right? Without learning that information from somebody, how are you going to know to ever say it, right? And it's the same with jazz. So when we're listening to great jazz solos from the recordings, that's really what it's telling us. Like those are our teachers. They're telling us the way that they would say something over top of a chord progression. And by learning that from them, now you have some tools to work with to start creating your own ways of saying things over top of those chord progressions. So make sure that you are learning solos and you're learning them from the recordings regularly. Reason number six is you're practicing random stuff. You're off practicing melodic minor one day and you're off practicing a cool new jazz lick one day and so on and so forth, but you're not really practicing anything in a meaningful order. You're just kind of going from one thing to the next. So what you want to make sure you're doing is that you're really focusing on one concept at a time. What I always recommend is basing everything off of a jazz standard. So be learning a jazz standard and let's just say over the course of one month, you're going to learn part of a solo from a recording over top of that jazz standard. You're going to work on mapping out chord tones over top of that jazz standard. You're going to take that cool little idea you learned from YouTube and apply it to that jazz standard. And that way you're not really just practicing a bunch of random stuff. You're practicing something cohesive that ultimately is going to help your brain learn. Reason number seven is you don't have a long-term strategy, right? You're really just kind of going from one thing to the next to the next, but you don't really know where you're going. And even though it's not very sexy to say, setting goals for your jazz playing is kind of important. Even just saying to yourself, well, by the end of the year, I want to learn 12 new jazz standards. That's one new jazz standard a month, like we do in our inner circle membership, right? Having that goal says that by the end of the year, I'm going to learn all these different jazz standards and I can break that down into one month. And then in one month, I can break that down even further so that you end up creating a strategy where like in the first practice session, you're learning half of the melody or a quarter of the melody of the jazz standard. And the second one, you're learning the next bit and so on and so forth. And so you can really tackle your goals if you create a long-term strategy for your growth, where you can look back and say, I accomplished this. I was able to learn these 12 jazz standards or whatever your goal might be. And therefore, you know that you're progressing because one of the worst things is you don't feel like you're progressing because you don't really have a direction you're going in. So make sure that you have a long-term strategy for your jazz growth. Reason number eight is you're not composing. And when I say composing, I'm I mean, primarily jazz solos, but it could be your own jazz tunes as well. But when I like to think about composing, I think about it slowing down the improvisation process. A lot of us get frustrated that we're not able to improvise great jazz solos, even after we've learned the scales and the jazz licks and the jazz solos. And we are missing the fact that we have to give ourselves some practice time for what we are hearing in our head and imagining in our head. How do we actually get that out on our instrument? So composing is something I regularly recommend to my students to slow that process down, dream up 
the best solo that you can come up with now in this moment. And as you continue learning more jazz, more theory, more lessons, you're going to create better and better solos because you're going to be hearing better and better jazz language. So compose regularly. Reason number nine is you're not practicing improvising the right way. So a lot of us, we go and we learn a new jazz standard and we consider practicing improvising, meaning we turn on a backing track or a metronome or even play with somebody else, which are all great things. And we just go and we try to improvise over the entire tune. We might spend an hour, we might spend forever and still feel frustrated that we're not really getting it right. But when we're practicing improvising, what we want to be doing is isolating chord progressions, right? So we go through a jazz standard and we look at the first four bars. What's the challenge? It's a two, five, one chord progression, for example. So how do I improvise over that? So what I would recommend doing is go through the piece bar by bar and loop that over and over and over again until you can spend 30 minutes just going over two bars or three or four bars and figuring out as many different ways as you can to improvise over that. Like not even thinking like we have to play hip lines or anything, but like, what does it sound like to play just quarter notes over top of this? What does it sound like to play just eighth notes over top of this or triplets? What does it sound like if I really try to play the chord tones? What does it sound like if I just play whatever's coming to my head? You can experiment as much as you want, but just isolate it and then slow it down a lot. Like you don't have to improvise really quickly or play it the regular speed of the tune. You can go as slow as you want and that gives yourself the opportunity to practice the reaction phase that is really required of improvisation. Reason number 10 is your technique is limited on your instrument. You can't ignore the fact that if you're continually stumbling on your instrument, trying to play lines and ideas, you can't just ignore that. Like you have to go, where am I getting stuck? Like if you're a trumpet player and you're not able to play the high notes, you really need to be focusing on that. If you're a piano player and you feel like you're left hand and right hand coordination is not together, you need to practice that. If you're a guitar player and you feel like you can only improvise or play in one part of your fretboard, you need to tackle that because ultimately that's going to hold you back regardless of whether you learn all this amazing jazz language and all the stuff I've been talking about. If you don't have the technique to back it up, then it could be holding you in this circular pattern. But I'm not really saying that you have to have great chops or be like a Pat Martino or a Charlie Parker or John Coltrane. I'm not saying that. You can play very simply, but what we don't want to do is find that we're not able to execute the ideas that you want to be able to execute. And to me, that's what great technique is all about. So I hope this helped you today. If you're experiencing any of these, make sure you start tackling them and paying attention to them in your playing. And remember just to take action on that. So that's all for today's quick win episode of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and we'll see you in the next episode. Cheers. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.